Welcome to Accelerate OC, the only show focused on the people leading innovation in Orange County. Join our host, Carrie Ransom, in his conversations with the trendsetters, entrepreneurs, investors, and leaders here, because it's time to Accelerate OC. Good morning. Welcome to Accelerate OC. I'm Carrie Ransom, and thanks to our engineer, Paul, for always keeping things nice and tight here in the studio. Uh, I'm super excited to have my friend Sean Weehan here today. Um, before we get to hear from Sean, let me tell you a little bit about him. He is the co-founder and CEO of GiveSome, and it's a startup here helping charities and service clubs, uh, at least as I describe it, to embrace the digital age. And we'll talk uh, more about that. Sean's getting some great traction, uh, especially recently with uh, a little pivot that he made to, to focus on service clubs. So we'll talk a little bit about the service club market. And uh, I'm excited as well to uh, bring him on because I'm also a recent investor into GiveSum and want to be... Uh, fully transparent with the audience that uh, I have a, a real interest in all that GiveSum is doing, uh, both um, because I really, really have enjoyed getting to know Sean over the last year, but also uh, I have a financial interest. Uh, prior to GiveSum, Sean also uh, was really involved in a group called Future Leaders of Our Community that he co-founded and started here in Orange County, and he built it quickly into an organization that had a reach into thousands of young professionals here, and he was bringing them together to introduce them to opportunities to get involved with the many Orange County nonprofits that are here. And through that uh, is really where he found some of the inspiration and opportunity to start GiveSum. Uh, he also has a master's in divinity and theology and was a pastor for a number of years before that. And he also has, and really should probably be conducting this show because he has a undergraduate degree in radio broadcasting and so he's far more experienced in it than I am but you know I appreciate him coming on as a guest today uh, and he also if you f can find it on uh, the podcast channel that you really enjoy using he has a great set of podcasts that he has recorded called American Philanthropy and I would say some of the best produced ones that I've ever listened to Really, you know, part of what inspires me about Sean is that he is living the mantra of doing well by doing good and is also one of the scrappiest entrepreneurs that I've ever met. Um, and he'll talk about some of the things he's done uh, over his journey with GiveSum to um, get product shipped and take advantage of all the resources that are out there. We always have a lot to talk about. And I think in particular, why I wanted to have him on here. Uh, on Accelerate OC is because he is absolutely committed to building the company here in Orange County and has tapped into some amazing local talent at all levels of experience. Sean, it's great to have you here today. Thank you, Kerry. Good morning. I'm so excited to be here with you and so excited to be asked to be one of the Accelerate OC speakers on this podcast. The list of people that you've had on so far are extraordinary and, and just excited to be one among them. Uh, so thank you for having me. Yeah, great great to have you here. So let's get going. Let's get to the starting line. Introduce the audience to GiveSum and uh, how you got it started. All right. GiveSum. GiveSum stands for Giving Summary, G-I-V-S-U-M. And 
the idea came to us years ago when, when Facebook was really blowing up, 2009, 2010. Everybody was on Facebook. And I was doing future leaders of our community. We were working with thousands of young professionals. They were all volunteering in the local community, making donations, attending galas and golf tournaments. And we were asking the question, you know, hey, where's the summary of everything that we're doing? Mm -hmm. Where's a somewhat of a social platform where we could be sharing the different causes that we're passionate about? We could be making our donations, and those donations would be put together for our taxes at the end of the year. And how could we just inspire more people to get engaged with more local causes? Mm -hmm. And the solution that came to all of us was it's got to be technology. I mean, this is the 21st century, and right. we have smartphones in our pocket. And so if we can pull out a phone and quickly connect with you know, our friends and quickly introduce them to, hey, Make-A-Wish is having a gala this weekend. Let's all go and support it. Or there's a golf tournament in two weeks. Um, you know, let's go hit some balls and do it together. Well, that was kind of the initial idea. It was, it was the movement of social media mixed with how can we really be tracking everything that we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, so GiveSome is a philanthropic user-based or donor-based platform that tracks all your giving. And it's an operational tool for service clubs or nonprofit organizations to basically collect donations, sell tickets, manage their volunteers, um, and basically have a CRM system that tracks everything that's going on with their organization. So it's a nice little all-in-one package. We like to refer to it as a nice all-in-one printer. It's not um, overwhelmingly sophisticated. That's for a much larger charity, but this is for sure. a smaller to medium-sized charity that just needs an all-in-one to do everything uh, in their operations and to connect to a great community of supporters. Very cool. Thank you for that introduction. So, you know, the uh, the audience may not know you've actually been at it now for a few years, and you've made a little bit of adjustment to the strategy. I think you you've taken what I would characterize as as the somewhat quintessential entrepreneurial journey that hasn't been a straight line, right? Um, and so you've made some some recent adjustments to your strategy along the way. Well, you, why don't you t tell us a little bit about sort of what, where you found um, the opportunity most recently and, and how that's starting to, yeah. to show itself. So the, the initial idea, as I said, you know, 2009, 2010, percolated all the way to 2013. We incorporated in 2015. And we really went after the nonprofit, small to medium-sized charity market. But as we were building all the different features and tools within the platform, we received a phone call, and this phone call came you know, a year and a half ago from a service club, Rotary International, mm. one of the local um, clubs here in Orange County, and in particular, the governor of, or the incoming governor of Rotary, Rotary District 5320, which is here <laughs> in Orange County, 56 different clubs. And they mentioned to us three solid problems that they have. The first is is that they're still using check and cash in a lot of clubs. They're still in 20th century technology, mm -hmm. still writing things down. I don't down know if I'd even call it 20. That might I be mean, you uh, know, yeah. 19. Yeah. Dark ages. <laughs> um, still writing things down, pen and paper, and that's how they keep track of what's happening in their club. And they want to move uh, more to 21st century technology, digital payments, digital tracking, etc. Mm -hmm. The other is that um, you know they have been flat in terms of membership for a decade plus. Um, they only 10% of their members are under the age of 40. Mm -hmm. And they just recognize that we as an organization, we've been around 100 years, but we have to be growing. And we need an avenue of younger people that know about our organization and that um, want to be involved with the great work that we're doing in the community. So we need to be 
where millennials are at, mm. and they're in the digital space. Mm-hmm. Um, and the third, so you know, got to get new members. The third thing is, is that they need to track all of their giving. Rotarians are extraordinarily engaged in the community, not just with their club, but with, on average, five to six different charitable organizations. So um, mm-hmm. they're doing the local, you know, uh, cleanup at the beach. They're working at the local soup kitchen. They're working on, you know, uh, a chalk hospital and helping with children over there, raising funds, mm-hmm. doing multiple campaigns for the course of the year. And that's auxiliary to the work they're doing in the club. And the club and a district wants to say, hey, we've impacted, you know, 2,000 nonprofit organizations in Orange County. We've given X number of dollars to the community. We've volunteered X number of hours. We've attended X number of events. And, yes, we're engaged with our club as well. Um, And so they presented those three problems, 21st century, more members, and more tracking of data. And they said, hey, can you help us with this? And when we looked at the service club market and we looked at that niche, we saw a huge opportunity and really just incredibly attractive for an entrepreneur to go after something specific, mm-hmm. right? Because you start off with a broad vision. Hey, let's transform philanthropy and, and help it you know, come into mm-hmm. to, um, 21st century space and digital space. But then when you can really get honed in on a specific target – you know, that was a nice, solid little pivot for us to say, let's just focus here for now. And Rotary is just the tip of the iceberg. You got Lions Club, Kiwani Clubs. There's actually 80,000 different types of clubs throughout mm-hmm. the U.S. So we just, we saw that as a, you know, something to, to really sink our teeth into. And that happened over the last year, year and a half. That's great. And I think a, a great story for other entrepreneurs to, to really draw from as well in that, you had this grand vision. I mean, obviously, uh, philanthropy as an overall mission is a massive hundreds of billions yeah, one, of dollars. 1.5 million charities in the U.S., mm-hmm. $410 billion donated to nonprofits just this last year. Yeah. So that's a huge market. It's huge, and, it's, and finding your spot, right? Um, even with a long-term vision of, I want to touch it all, You've got to, you know, as I often tell entrepreneurs, you have to have one customer before you have 10. You have to have uh, your first dollar before you have a million. It's so tempting to want to just say, oh, we're $410 billion mark. We're going after all of it. It's so tempting to want to do that. But resulting from that, you get totally caught up in trying to service this person over here and this charity over here and this feature over there. and, And it's just squirrels all over the place. So. Um, it, it's been helpful for us to just hone in on something more specific. Yes. So how how has that changed the sort of the culture of Give Some in the last year as you have found <laughs> this specific opportunity? I mean, is that sometimes I've I've seen where yeah. some people might actually disagree or get disillusioned or opt out. I mean, have you seen a material change in the organization? Well, positively I mean, or negatively? First of all, there's such a gut check that goes on. Uh, you know, if you're a co-founder of an organization, you're always gut checking, is this the right direction? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is this what I need to be doing? Does this make sense for us at this time? And when we, again, looked at Rotary International, looked at the service club market, one of the first things I said was, you know, if I look at my own life, I've actually been a Rotarian most of my life. I've always been working in the community, working with different nonprofits, being engaged and being of service for others. And when I looked at Rotary, I said, you know, I'm really a Rotarian. I'm going to become a Rotarian. Mm. I'm going to 
immerse myself in the community. So one of the things that's changed for our company is I now spend a lot of time at Rotary meetings. Mm-hmm. I go to their conferences, their conventions. I get to know various different members. I'm now a member of the Newport Beach Rotary Club, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm a Rotarian. Now, <laughs> officially, and and, uh, and other um, you know some of our other team members are Rotarians as well. So, and we spend a lot of times. You know, I'm this um, Sunday. I'm going to go to the Woodland Hills Rotary Club Poker Tournament, which is selling tickets on our platform. And I will be uh, at that poker tournament playing cards and you know helping people get their rebuys and processing that on our platform. And and so if you you know when you immerse yourself in a customer mm-hmm. and you get to know everything about them that changes because you're now a part of their ecosystem mm-hmm. you're a part of mm-hmm. their network and so a pivot does that you know it 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 heads you in that direction so we're we're fully on board with what's happening with with Rotary and we're looking at the next year of all the events we're going to be attending including their their international conference is going to be in Hawaii next year mm-hmm. 2020 so we're excited about going mm-hmm. out there and being part of that as well that's cool. I, I think a, a great story for other entrepreneurs to just see how, what I would say, all in you are. Yeah. And, and I think that commitment is part of what um, what, what helps drive so uh, drive that success that you're starting to see. One of the one of the things that happens if you've been on the entrepreneurial journey for a while is you have other right out of the gate entrepreneurs come to you and. You you have to. They'll, they'll say to me, "I got a, I got a great idea for an app, or I, I want to do this X Y Z." And I always look at them and I said, "Well, you know, are you fully committed? Is this a hundred percent? Are you doing this full time?" And the answer, if it's not that, is like well, you're just not going to get there because it is total and complete immersion mm-hmm. in almost every aspect of your life. You have in order to build something new, in order to change an environment. Every cell in your body has to be committed to it, mm. not just in the short term, but for the marathon. Knowing that um, you are on a mission to change the reality as you know it, mm-hmm. and so I always say to entrepreneurs, like you can do you one hundred percent, you can do it, but you have to one hundred percent commit mm-hmm. for an unlimited amount of time, and tenacity wins the day. But it has to be all in. That's great. Well, let's let's go under the hood uh, a little bit here, Sean. So, I mentioned it earlier. You're you're committed to building give some here in Orange County. Uh, what is it about this community that gives you the confidence that you can build this change change the world company here? So, I was blessed to to be born in in Dana Point, South Orange mm-hmm. County. Um, I like to call myself an an Orange County surfer kid. Grew up sailing and surfing, uh, spent a lot of time in the water, but just grew up enjoying Orange County, mm-hmm. going to Disneyland, uh, spending time at the fair, spending time in Newport Beach, uh, again, sailing in that harbor and just you know being a part of the ecosystem of Orange County. So mm-hmm. I'm biased a little bit, sure. but I've lived in Denver. I've lived in the Bay Area. I've lived in, Sam- um, in the Northwest in Seattle, went to undergraduate there and spent time in Alabama. Mobile, Alabama. So I've lived in other places around the country, and I think anybody that grew up here has this epiphany, you know, this epiphany when they're living somewhere else. When they're like, "Oh my gosh, I grew up in paradise and didn't even realize it." 
We're, we don't deal with humidity. We don't deal with rain 24-7. We don't deal with, you know, snow bugs. and nine months of winter um, bugs. And, and, and even if you're in the Bay Area, it's colder up there. Sure. And if you like mild climate and you like the beauty of the mountains mixed with the sea, the environment is spectacular. So that's like first and foremost for me. I woke up this morning, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a beautiful day today. I'm so happy to be alive and mm-hmm. living in Southern, in Southern California, in particular in Orange County. But then there's so much here that makes it a perfect environment to start a startup. Why? Because you have 50 plus different cities and you can experiment with different ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and every city is a little bit different and you can drop your application in various different... For us, it's brilliant for nonprofit and for service clubs because there's 3,100 plus nonprofits. I can experiment with a number of them and I can get to them within a 20-minute drive without mm-hmm. having to be an hour and a half in the car to go 10 miles because sure. the traffic's not so bad. So we've been able to test out our product and reach product market fit with a variety of different groups of people in quick drives and to network with all that. It's a hidden gem that I believe over the next five to 10 years is going to be discovered in a very significant way. And people are going to realize this is an outstanding marketplace for startups. Um, yeah, it's not the type of environment where you throw a stone and hit 50 developers and and you know 20 investors and five VCs and you know at any but given bar. But they're here. And as you build the relationships, you discover it. And that's why I think what you're doing carries so fundamental to the connections that need to take place here. And that's why I think over the next five to 10 years, it's going to be quite the place to be. We're just excited to be here, be part of the growth that's going to happen. That's awesome. Well, as, as you can no doubt know, um, I'm a little bit biased in that same direction. Yeah. So we're uh, a little bit, uh, I would say, we're, uh, we're on the same page, probably not going to have a, a strong argument or disagreement ab- about that. But uh, I think it's a great story in perspective of, of what's here yeah. and that this is a place that has all the pieces well, that, and that you need, that yeah. most entrepreneurs need to build great world-changing companies. Everything is fairly close, right? Like, I, you can get in the car and drive to L.A. in an hour. And you, if you want to be that's in right. West L.A. and, uh, you know, be part of the entrepreneur community that's there, you can mm-hmm. do that very quickly. If you want to jump on a flight and be in San Francisco within an hour and be at, a, you know, an event that's going on up there. I mean, it's not that far away. It's, right. it's just that for me, it's, you know, you can be working on the beach, watching waves coming in and, you know, responding to customers. <laughs> I love that. That's great. What what an opportunity right. to do that. That's right. And and I think it helps with the kind of balance yeah. that you need to endure that marathon. You know, the idea that you're going to sprint through a startup no. for an extended period of time. There clearly are sprints along the way during a startup. I I'm a big believer in the marathon idea like you describe our our life is a marathon our career is a marathon uh, a startup is and you've got to uh, recognize that and and make sure you can you know personally uh, navigate through that and i feel like an environment like this creates opportunities for that balance yeah if, if it's a hike or you need to go uh, hit the mountains right. or the beach or whatever it it's is there. There, there's an it's ability not that far of a drive away that's right that's right. So you can you can feel it and reach it. You don't feel so. Yeah. Uh, can I say one more comment about mm-hmm. the marathon? So 
for in many ways, I'm a first-time business entrepreneur, mm-hmm. although I was an entrepreneur in starting a mm-hmm. startup. Mm-hmm. I was an entrepreneur as a ministry. Uh, I did youth ministry when I was right out of college. I was the first full-time minister at a church in Dana Point, St. Edward's Church, and they were like, well, here's here's the white slate, you know, mm-hmm. make it what mm-hmm. you will. And, mm-hmm. and every part of your career, in essence, is a bit of a marathon. You're learning as you go. So if you're a first-time business entrepreneur, you're going to make mistakes along the way. You're going to have to learn from those mistakes and iterate and grow and meet new people that are going to, as you like to put it, uh, it's a team sport, right? Mm-hmm. So meet new people that are going to play other positions on your team and help you along the way. And there's no... You know, you hear these great success stories. Oh, in a year and a half, we were a billion-dollar company, and and it was so simple. It's like, well, come on. I mean, look at the whole storyline. It was years and years of development and training and so many things that got you to that point. That's right. And you have to have an environment and ecosystem that's going to sustain you over the long run. And I just know from the people that I've been working with here that we have found the resources. We have found the stepping stones to get to where we're at now, um, which is just coming into that product market fit and growth phase of our company. And it's taken us a while to get here, but we couldn't have gotten here without the support of the community. That's right. Let's go a little bit deeper into that. Share a couple of the stories you have on how you've been able. I mean, the the UC Irvine intern group that you have cultivated is, I think, remarkable. But, uh, you know, give give the audience a little... Okay. Um, I'll, I'll window into yeah. some of the things that you've done because I think these are the stories that often people don't understand. They don't hear. Um, this this is what I think defines p- someone as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I think scrappy is a good yes. term that you use to introduce me. Um, we did a couple things right out out of the gate. One is that we, we you know, my co-founders and I, we didn't. My co-founder, Robert, who um, had been working for Kawasaki Motors for years and years, had not done a startup. Neither had I. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had other team members that were somewhat a part of a startup. But we we started by leveraging the resources that were right in front of us that were free. Um, you could go on to YouTube. You could watch Stanford's entrepreneurship class on startup. And we watched 12 series on that hour after hour after hour. Okay, that was free. And we learned, you know, here's how we're going to do each stage of our startup. Then we, I quit my job and went 100% in, moved in with my parents at the age of 38, and our office was in the literally the upper bedroom of one of our co-founders hmm. um, so that we didn't have to spend any money. So we could just start going after the idea, and we got a little bit down the road, bootstrap, 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 finally got a friend of ours to give us you know, a friend loan, basically, 1.8% mm-hmm. uh, interest loan, and that got us a little bit of money to get further down with the product. And then we started looking at the ecosystem. Well, what you know? Who's offering space? How do we get into there? So uh, the Cove um, had opened up at that time. UCI's applied UCI. innovation. Yep. yep. And we applied, and we got in there, and that was where our first official office was. So we were at, you know, in that environment for a year and a half, and we just absorbed like a sponge every person that we met, every entrepreneur that we met. We just, you know, you have to have humility all the time. You don't have it figured out. So anybody that could give us anything, um, we wanted to just grasp onto. And when opportunities were there, we went after them. And, you know, we now are in an office where we're in the in the office with a company called Blast, Walter Crutenden, who started Acorns. We're in their ecosystem now, mm-hmm. and we're absorbing everything we can from them. And then along the way, we needed more and more developers, and developers are expensive. So we looked at UCI. We have outstanding universities that are here in the Orange County community. That's we right. should be leveraging them 
a thousand times over. And so we started an intern program with freshmen coming through the computer science department, and we created hoops for them. We said, look, we want to bring you into our company. We're going to give you bugs. We're going to help you learn all of our code that's on our platform. If you learn it, we're going to start paying you. So you put the carrot out there. Yes. And now we have uh, nine paid interns in That's our company, awesome. and they're excited because they learn every day. They're working on code that goes live. Real customers are using their code, and you know they're sophomores and juniors in in college who are getting you know resumes full of, uh, of information about you know the things that they're doing that's really live and that um, you know new companies can look at them and hire them and so we're just looking at what are all the parts of the ecosystem that we can tap into that will help us get not leaps ahead but just the next step mm-hmm. and the next step and the next step after that um, but I got to tell you if you can tap into Chapman if you can tap into UCI for their students, some of the best students in the country are coming out of, and other universities here in Orange County. Tap into them. They're right here. Totally agree. Totally agree. Okay, Sean, uh, we have, you know, a, a growing group of people that are, are listening to Accelerate OC. They're, they're loving to hear from folks like you. One of the things I uh, really want to know is what can the community do to help give some, get to that next step, get ahead? What, what are the things that, that are on your mind where, the broader Orange County community can be helpful. I think it's really important that everybody in Orange County that's working in the entrepreneurship ecosystem talks about the other companies that are in the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. We brag about the companies. We brag about the entrepreneurs. It, you know, everybody that's trying to build something needs to be working together because people in other areas, investors, venture capitalists, other potential employees um, need to know that there are things happening in Orange County with great companies at various different stages. And if we are all supporting each other, that flywheel starts to turn. Um, And as a company gets more successful, they re-engage and reinvest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's one of the geniuses of Silicon Valley. You have great companies that come out of there and then they reinvest in new entrepreneurs and new startups. And venture capitalists reinvest and they re-engage. And that needs to be happening in Orange County. And I think it only happens if we are talking about each other on a regular basis. If we think that we can just be siloed here, like, oh, Gibson's this great technology company and we're the only ones that's doing anything of, of merit. No, we're going to fall dead on the vine. We're going we're gonna to die on the vine. We have to be sharing with each other all the great startups that are coming out of here. In every environment, in every conference that we have, in every gathering, in every network group, we got to be supporting each other, and that's how we're going to succeed. That's great. Yeah, we're, we're definitely all in this together. I, yeah. I totally agree. So, Sean, uh, I, I could sit here for hours and, and chat more with you, and uh, unfortunately, Paul... Uh, has to keep me on task and and on time, so he's giving me the, the wrap up here. So we got to go to the final lap here on Accelerate OC today. I always ask my guests to share some piece of advice or key lesson uh, with the audience. So you, you've shared a lot already, but what what would be the biggest piece of advice you'd give to other entrepreneurs or folks thinking about becoming an entrepreneur here in Orange County? Roadblocks are part of the game. So as long as you know that they're coming, don't be surprised by them. Recognize them. Figure out a way to get around them. All the resources are here for you to you know, climb over that roadblock, get, a, get around it, dig under it. Um, you will get through it and on the other side. And then there will be more roadblocks that you'll have to tackle. Mm. Um, but – 
Know that they're coming. Don't be surprised for it. So many entrepreneurs find the roadblock and they, they give up. Um, like they were shocked by, oh, this is harder than I thought. It's <laughs> Reality check. It's really hard. This is really hard. So as long as you know that, then, you know, that's fine. You can go after it. Good luck. That's great. Sean, thanks so much for taking us on the ride today and, and sharing the Give Some story to this point. Uh, we're definitely going to have to check in again soon and and see how things are going uh, on the journey. And, and thanks also for leading by example in the community, both um, in the entrepreneurial community, but also in the service community and, and becoming that official Rotarian that you, you have always been. Mm. You're definitely doing your part to accelerate OC, and, and I appreciate that. And I know the rest of the community does as well. Welcome to the family. Thank you, Carrie, and thank you for um, being engaged with us and for helping lead us as well. You've just listened to Accelerate OC. Join our live recordings every Tuesday morning at AccelerateOC.com or listen, like, and share anytime from your favorite podcast spot. Let's Accelerate OC together. 